Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Fred and Isata Coker are missionaries to the Susu Project in Guinea, West Africa. Today they are going to relate two conversion stories to us. One, dealing with a lady set free from demonic possession. And the other, about a man who decided to follow Jesus simply by observing the missionaries' lives. Fred narrates the first story, called Victorious Over the Demon. Mariam Jabi, at the age of eight, began to see uh, money uh, laying out there as she walks to school. Uh, she would tell her friends that, uh, oh, I am seeing uh, 5,000 notes, uh, something that is equivalent to $2. And uh, her friends would not see the money, but she can see it. And they could only see that what Mariam is saying is true when she bent down and picked the money up. And then she would use this money and uh, she told her mother and her father about this. Uh, both parents were like, it's, it's okay to find money on the road, that's, that's fine. But then Mariam began to have occurrence and uh, she began to have attacks from this demon. Her father decided to be a Karamoko himself, uh, a witch doctor himself, decided to find a way to drive this demon uh, behind Mariam. Mariam's father actually couldn't because the demon told him that uh, unless you give me a human sacrifice, I will not let go of Mariam. And uh, the father that day decided to kick Mariam and her mother out of the house. And the entire responsibility was on Mariam and her mother. And uh, her mother was a businesswoman. She was quite okay. And she sold all her businesses, her clothes and everything. For the past uh, 20 to 22 years, she has been selling her stuff from witch doctor to witch doctors in order for Mariam to be delivered. And uh, one day, we had prayer and fasting and we asked God to show us uh, a miracle, something that will bring Muslims to Christ. And um, God answered our prayers. After the spiritual exercise, we began to move from house to house, asking if we can pray for people. And we went to Mariam's house. Her mother was there and Mariam was in her room. We asked her mother, if we can pray for her family. She said, ha, huh, Christians? No way. I have never prayed with Christians and I don't want them. But my daughter is sick. She is possessed by demon. If she can pray for her, she's the one that needs prayers. So we decided to uh, pray for Mariam and talk to Mariam about her situation. But as we were talking, we had wanted to actually planned a spiritual uh, uh, exercise to pray for Mariam to see uh, how God would deliver her. Mm -hmm. 
as we were talking to Maria, Maria went into trance and then uh, she began to talk and tell us, get out of here. My demon said you should go. And Mariam's had a sweet voice, but when she was in trance and talking to us, Mariam was actually like a man. Her voice was heavy. And she was telling us, get out of here. Go, go, go. We don't want anything to do with you. Go, 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 go. Then we decided, okay, this is a challenge. We have asked God to use us to perform a miracle so that we can have a Muslim family in the, in, in the church. And we decided to tighten our belts and right there we began to pray. We prayed and Mariam was just into trance and some of the, our friends were holding him and uh, one, one, one of the guys got pushed on the wall. It was a big spiritual battle at that particular point. I have never seen it in my life and that was the first time I experienced that. I was scared. But because we were together in the group, we continued to pray. We prayed, we prayed, and Marianne all of a sudden was calm, no movement, and she woke up. By then, the mother ran away because she couldn't stand what was happening the battle that was going on, she ran away and she left the house and uh, she was telling the neighbor, the Christians are praying for my daughter and uh, it's bad. That's what she was telling the neighbors. And uh, we continued to pray and when Mariam came back to normal and we asked her what was happening, Mariam actually explained to us that the demon came and the demon said, we should leave or else the demon said, he will kill Mariam. And so, we continued to pray and the demon said he's going but he will come back and he did that very day he went and he came back with some some of his demon friends and uh, but his demon friends amazingly as mariam was relating this to us they decided not to enter the house because they said the house was full with fire and uh, we continued to pray and uh, finally the demon said I don't want to do anything with you. I don't want any business with you anymore. I am leaving. You and I is done. The people you are with, um, uh, they are dangerous people. They're not good. I'm leaving. This story is quite amazing because Mariam was pregnant. She got her pregnancy from uh, one of the witch doctor's son uh, who abused her during the time she was uh, trying to be delivered at the witch doctor's house. Her intention was to give her baby to the demon so that the demon can let her free. Amazingly, God intervened. Jesus became the one that was given so that Mariam and her daughter be delivered. And uh, amazingly, God worked a miracle that particular day. We believe that God answered our prayers. And up to, as I'm talking, Mariam has never had an encounter with the devil from that day on she could tell she was she always tell her mother mom i am delivered mom i am fine that victory did not stop there that was just one phase of her victory the other victory is allowing jesus to walk in her life mariam became so serious with jesus that prayer meetings uh vespers sabbath she could not miss it for anything 
with this, listening to the word of God, studying the Bible, changes began to occur in Mariam's life. And her mother and her sister were watching closely. The day when Mariam's mother finally was convinced that my daughter is healed, she also decided to try this Jesus out. And she gave a couple of prayer requests and uh, she got results of her prayer request. And she was like, oh, so God can hear me? Not Karamokos alone, but me too. God can hear me. And she gave wonderful testimony. And she told my wife, I want to be baptized. I want to know this Jesus. So Mariam, her sister, her mother got baptized this very same day. This is how Mariam got victory over the demon. What an incredible story. Praise God for Miriam's victory. Isata chronicles our second story today, titled, Live the Light You Preach. Muhammad Kamara was a Muslim, and before we got in contact with Muhammad, um, normally every year AFM send SM students missionaries over to help us with our kids, teaching our kids. But because of the outbreak of Ebola, we never had any student teacher. So we ended up hiring a teacher. And Mohammed was the man we decided to hire because we never had any other person. So we ended up hiring Mohammed and he came over. When he came over, we, ne we didn't have a place for him to stay. So we asked him if he can stay with our son in the same room until we're able to get a place for him to stay. He said, okay, as long as it's not gonna be for a long time or ever, he's willing to stay with him. So as he was staying with us, he was closely looking, watching us. There is one interesting thing. You Christian have to live the life, the light you preach. And when you leave the light to preach, through that light, you never know who Jesus is going to draw into that light. And Muhammad was actually looking at us, watching us. Every morning we get up for prayer. And when we pray in the evening, as we run our family affairs, Muhammad was closely watching us. One day he asked us, he said, Mom, because he ends up calling me mom because he sees everybody calling me mom. He said, why aren't you inviting me to the church? I said, Muhammad, the church is open. You can come. It's open for everyone. Because the problem is we never want any, we, don't, we didn't want to push him because he's a Muslim. And we don't want him to think that because he's a Muslim, we are trying to push Christianity into his life. Or that's why we hired him for us to change his life. I was very calm about it. So he asked me, he said, if I can allow him to go to church. I said, the church door is open, Mohammed. You can come over, it's fine. Then he said, but I need a special invitation. I said, okay, Mohammed, you are invited. So that Saturday, when we're about to leave for church, I went to his house. I asked him, I said, it's time for us to go. And he dressed and we all went to church. And every Saturday, Mohammed has been coming to church faithfully. And one day, he came up to my husband. I would like you to teach me the Bible. And I need a Bible. I want to be reading the Bible. I was like, Mohammed, are you really sure? 
because everything was happening too fast. I was like, Mom, are you really sure? He said, Mom, I want to tell you something. I don't know you. I've never known you before. But what I've seen and the way I've seen you run in your family and the way you guys are behaving in your family, that struck me so much. And it gave me a very good impression. So I really want to know this God that has brought all these changes into you guys' life. I want to know that God. I said, okay, well, Mohammed, here is a Bible. You can have this. It's not a problem. So he took the Bible he was reading. And he's been having Bible studies with my husband on and off. And my, one day my husband had a Trinity study with him. And he was like, you know what? I have been doing quizzes and debates on the Trinity and the Muslim religion. And nobody has ever won unless me. And today, if the Holy Spirit is able to convince me about the Trinity, this is a miracle. I want to be baptized. And finally, Muhammad got baptized. And in the end, he asked us, I want to be a pastor. How can we do that? We said, well, let's pray about it and see how God is going to work out the details. But it's nice for you to tell us that you want to be a pastor, but we don't know how that is going to, because yet still we're, you know, trying to figure out where is he heading, you know. But after looking and watching closely, he is very sincere and he's still insisting that he wants to be a pastor. So let us pray for Muhammad and may the Lord help him to find a way so that he will pursue his goals. By the way, Muhammad uh, asked us if he could change his name. Mm -hmm. And uh, we told him, no, Jesus doesn't want your name. He wants your heart. Just give your heart to Jesus and everything about you will change. So changing your name is not important to Jesus as changing, allowing him to change your heart. If you would like to support mission projects, such as the one the Cokers lead, point your browser to afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. Or call 800-937-4236. Again, 800-937-4236. Thank you, and God bless.